welcome to the Golden Rock Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, back to reality yet after four amazing days, apparently. That is exactly how it feels, mate. Honestly, because we were... Now, for those of you who don't know what you're talking about, Pokemon World Championships happened over the weekend. Woo! Uh, I stayed around. A good friend of mine, Tommy Luz. I uh, was there with Baker Bulbasaur and my editor, Lewis. So all four of us, every single day, would go travel up to the Pokemon Worlds. It was like an hour and a half to two hour travel each day because we were driving. Oh. <laughs> we were wow. dri- it, we, it was 20 miles. We had 20 <laughs> miles to travel and it took us like two hours because we were driving straight through the center of London. There, w- there was an alternate route, which was 60 miles long and only took an hour and a half. But petrol prices being what they are yeah. at the moment you've got to you got to conserve where you can so mm. it was insane so we drive up every morning drive back in the evening and then obviously we we never get a chance to hang out as as a group no. um even me and lewis see each other maybe once twice a year if we're lucky i've seen baker once it was my first time meeting tommy irl so we were just having a great time once we were home and having laughs and i think most nights we got like three hours sleep Oh my god! <laughs> so so snap back to reality feels like a feels like an apt description. But so no 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 no. Before we get into any of that, uh, okay. How are you feeling? I'm I'm feeling absolutely amazing, except for my ankle's a bit sore from this uh, ball and chain that oh, right, yeah. <laughs> that everyone keeps telling me. If apparently my life is over now that I'm a married man, uh, I don't believe that at all. Honestly, it's I think we're very much in the you know the post wedding glow, um, the honeymoon period, so to speak. Uh, it's just it's just absolutely amazing. The wedding was fantastic. Um, it it was it was just it was just great. It absolutely flew by um the speech went down in absolute blast uh so i'm quite happy about that uh did our vows got a little bit emotional at the vows as you can you know it's 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 a big i can understand why people get emotional doing the vows my daughter was was there obviously and um at one point i looked over and she was just like in tears i was like what's up she's like i'm so emotional i was like oh this is so which of course set me off um seeing my daughter crying because she was so happy and it was oh, it was just an absolutely fantastic. I want to say day. It wasn't a day because we got there on the Friday. Uh, we stayed over the venue two nights. So Friday was setting up um, some of me and Molly's family, and then my best man and one of Molly's bridesmaids uh, went out for some food, which was quite nice. And then Saturday, obviously the big day, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, I did set aside an hour to go to the gentlemen's lounge beforehand. Probably was in there for about ten minutes because just things kept happening. Started raining 15 minutes before the ceremony, which was fantastic. But so we had to have it indoors rather than outdoors. But it was still, it was still absolutely just a fantastic, wonderful day. Didn't get drunk despite drinking a shed load. Um, but apparently that's not uncommon on on your wedding day. It's quite difficult to get drunk because constantly putting drinks down, you're intermingling, you're talking. Um, it was just, it was just absolutely fantastic day uh so we're up at half six in the morning and we probably didn't get to bed till about half 12 quarter one um because we had some fire pits outside which were gorgeous and i made the mistake of sitting out there so obviously i was just reeking of smoke by the time i came in so i had to have a shower and all that (laughs) so the sunday when we got back on the sunday we just chucked everything into the living room we sat down i think 
My daughter was on the Switch most of the day. I was mingling between playing Crash Bandicoot 4, uh, watching some of the Pokemon Worlds the final day uh, on my laptop for a little bit. And then we uh, ordered takeaway because I was just drained. Um, so it was just the whole weekend was absolutely fantastic. And I could recommend getting married to the right person. <laughs> Bless you. Good, good on you, mate. I'm glad it all worked out. Hey, thank you very much. I am really thank happy you. for the both of you. Fantastic. It just feels like, it, it, honestly, we were just worlds apart, which brings me on to Pokemon Worlds. Connor, just tell us about how... I'm going to be jealous. Don't get me wrong, I love the wedding and everything, but part of me, I am i don't know if I'll ever get a chance to... It, like, was this a once-in-a-lifetime experience that I missed out on? I don't know. It's very possible, because, again, this is the first time we've had it in the UK. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's the first time it's been out of North America. Um, wow. which is why it's such a big thing that next mm, year mm. is being held in Japan. Yes. Uh, because I'm I, at least I am 100%, well, I say 100% sure. I'm like 90% sure it has always been held in North America for the World Championships. So the fact it came to London, it, yeah, mm. maybe. Maybe it's a once in a lifetime. Maybe it's a once in two decades kind of thing. We'll see what maybe. happens. Maybe, yeah. Is, is this something that happens yearly? Yes, the World Championships are supposed to happen okay. yearly. Now, obviously, yearly. this year has been difficult because COVID happened and mm, it got put mm. off for two years. This was supposed to be the 2020 World Championships to celebrate Galar and all the rest of it, but it got put off and put off and put off and it actually led to a lot of interesting ramifications because of that. So I met a kid who played TCG. And you have lots of different sections in uh, Pokemon Championships. You have juniors, which is up to like 13 years old. You have mm. seniors, which is up to 17, 18 years old. And masters, which is everybody above that. So there was this one kid who had done all of his qualifications in juniors. Oh. And then yeah. between the time he'd qualified and worlds had actually rolled around, he'd aged up into seniors. Which is something they generally try and avoid. That's uh, they'll yeah, sort yeah, of I can imagine. Try and make sure that doesn't happen, but because it's been three years since the last World Championships, that's just kind of how it went down. But yeah, it, wow. I, as as far as like an event goes, it's really interesting because I I was put into like a world chat um, mm. with a bunch of other content creators really early on to kind of like share stories, share uh, news and stuff like that. And luckily for me, Cerebi Joe was in there, the guy who runs Cerebi.net. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and I will tell you this, he gave me more information about Pokemon Worlds than the Pokemon company themselves. <laughs> wow. Okay. Mass That's fantastic. Massive thank you to that man. He's an absolute legend. I actually got a chance to meet him. I got a chance to meet so many people. So, yeah. so many people. Yeah. Um, so you bumped into Dobbs Gaming? Dobbs? Yeah, Dobbs, I, Wolfie, uh, I don't know who that is. Wolfie, he's a VGC player. Very, oh, he okay, was an ex world okay. champion. Um, you know, Ace Trainer Liam, True yeah, Green Seven. Obviously, got to catch up with Toby again. Got to meet yeah. up with Toby's partner, The Last Shaman, who did the artwork for one of my more recent videos. So I was very thankful for her. Um, a bunch and bunch of other people as well. I can't possibly name them all. 
I know Baker was really looking forward to seeing Spraggles, who does a lot of the Unite content on YouTube, and actually mm-hmm. to the point where he was commentating Unite. And I'll come on to the commentators oh, wow. later, but yeah, there, okay. there were so many people there. Glitch City, who obviously does a lot of the yes, music, that yes. we, even the music on this podcast at the very beginning, Glitch City yes, does that. Her stuff is absolutely amazing. It's oh, it's so good. I love so it. it was so wonderful meeting all these people, but. I can't remember what I was even originally saying about the fact that I don't, I don't know. I've got, I've got, <laughs> I just got so excited and my mate, my brain has fried. I'm not surprised for, because four days, lack of sleep, just taking it all in. Uh, so I, I was jumping in and out of watching some of the, um, the content main, mainly on the Friday. No, uh, the Thursday I watched a bit. No, did I? No. Friday watched a bit, Sunday watched a bit. Maybe I watched a bit on Thursday, can't remember. Um, and it was just great to see so much content going on. But all we really got to see on Twitch is obviously the people on the stage playing, and then you got to see all the seating areas. So that so we didn't get to see what else was there other than the commentary and the the the, the you know the live viewing areas. So what else was there there? So that's what I was getting at. So I was told before going. If you're not into watching Pokemon competition, there's not a lot there for you. And that's that's kind of true. And yet we still found so much to do outside of watching Pokemon. So you walk in, there is the Pokemon Center. Yeah. Which will come on to the Pokemon Center because that's a whole ordeal unto itself. (laughs) Right. you walk through, you've got the main area on the left. So they hired out the whole Excel Center. You've been to the Excel Center before? I, ha- I haven't, but I can imagine it is huge. So it is. They utilize very, very little of it. The vast majority oh. of their stuff was basically in one big room. Um, so you walk into the room, and there's tables laid out for miles. Not quite miles, mm. but you get the idea that it goes back and yeah. back and further and further that way kind of thing. And if you turn left, then you see that staging and all the seating that you saw on the stream. Yes. Um, now, on days one and two, this is obviously for Swiss. So there's loads of people playing Pokemon mm-hmm. Go. There's loads of people playing BGC. There's loads of people playing TCG all along the tables. Judges walking around them. Up towards the top end, you also had side events. So you could, okay. so you could bring your own TCG decks. You could play games with people and enter little competitions. We did a lot of what are called build and battle. Uh, similar okay. to like the pre-release format where you get yeah. uh, basically two mini decks smushed together plus like four packs and you try and make out of that the best deck that you can, best 40 oh, card wow. deck that you can play three players. And uh, in a pre-release format, you get packs for winning. Uh, in this, they were doing like arcade style tickets. So you yeah. got 10 tickets for entering, just taking mm-hmm. part, and then 10 tickets for every win. So if you want wow. all your games, you've got 40 tickets, and then you could trade those in for prizes and things like that at the end. Oh, that's ace. Right, okay. Did, did you have a go with that then? I, we play, I played two sessions. Baker played three. I think even yeah. Lewis and Tommy, who had never played the TCG before, both got involved. <laughs> that bu- would have been hilarious. <laughs> just like that, just there, like, what am I doing? What's happening? What's going on? And the <laughs> frustration I can imagine from the opposite players who are like really serious building this deck and just getting, what am I doing right now? Honestly, it was a really good environment for everybody was very Great. open to new players. Oh, and- wow. Wow, sort that's of, fantastic. You, you'd see, like, their opponents would be coaching them th- th- through the match oh, and stuff wow. like that. Because people know what it's like. Like, I, as yes, I said, I played yes. a kid who had, like, 
graduated up into seniors. He was there. He traveled down from America, lost A1. Mm -hmm. So he was just playing in the side events. His dad was there and he was trying to teach his dad how to play. And we had a great match, me and his dad. And I was coaching him through. So it was really, really just a really open and welcoming environment. And I will say Mm. this, like, I was really worried going in because I've heard about these events before. I've heard about, you know, these like conventions and things like that. There's always drama. Something Mm. always goes down. Somebody's always revealed to be a real terrible person. Yeah, yeah. There was none of that. At least from where we were standing, there was none of that. Everyone we met was absolutely wonderful. Everybody like you'd run into, you just have random conversations with people and every because everybody's there. They're just happy to be openly Pokemon nerds for a weekend. You are surrounded by your people and it's just it's such a wonderful place to be. Wow, that day. Oh, it sounds absolutely amazing. And I'm really envious that I I didn't get to go this time. But who knows? Maybe it'll be a bit like the World Cup moving forward where they rotate it between, you know, America, Japan, Europe, the UK, maybe, who knows? I would love that. That that is my hope, at least. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, this... Go on. on. Well, I was just going to say, this will be... This will have been an opportunity. Obviously, with the time with it being Galar in London, that makes sense. But it's an opportunity. If this did really well, then, you know, it it gives them the, the proof that actually this could work outside of North America. And obviously, we've got Tokyo. Is it Tokyo? Uh, Next, it's not Tokyo. Is it, it is... I cannot remember off the top of my head. It's Japan, Kanto. but it's not Tokyo. Johto. Johto, nice. Johto. <laughs> hey, um, if the, if if those two years do well, uh, hopefully then you know it, it rotates out, out, and you know the viewing figures on the Twitch streams were ridiculous, like huge amounts of people, like hundreds, hundreds of thousands of people watching live on 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 Twitch, and the the commentary was, was really good. Was really good. Now again, I know a lot of these commentators; they come from like youtube backgrounds and things like that so they've got experience in entertainment but Mm. the fact is pokemon get in touch with these people and say look we love your style we love the way you present yourself can you come and commentate Mm. and they are fantastic they really do make the games they they do i am so some of the so uh, i can't remember any of the the people that that were commentating because i don't follow that scene but like it was just like the Pokemon Go stuff was fantastic because they were truly breaking that down in terms of you know why certain Pokemon were selected, why they use certain moves at certain times, like the charge moves, why sometimes they wouldn't um use a shield, whereas sometimes that they would they really helped to explain the complexity of the Pokemon Go battle system that I kind of knew was there in some way. But not to the level that they showed in in um in world, and I can understand now why Pokemon Go is has its own you know format and competition there. Obviously, because of how much money and how many players it's got, but also the fact that there is a battle system under there. That the the finals for the Pokemon Unite um series, the commentators were on fire. They were absolutely you know you know when. You can tell that they are a fan of mm-hmm. the game and the comp- the competition there, and you couldn't you couldn't see them get, um, actually 
commentating. It's one of the rare ones because obviously Pokemon Unite takes up a full screen, whereas Pokemon Go doesn't. So there was a lot, a lot easier to kind of slot in the 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 commentators in a video format in, in the corner for Pokemon Go, whereas Unite you couldn't. But if I could imagine them, I'd imagine them like jumping off their chairs. They and were. They were on their feet. The mic. Yeah, uh, that doesn't surprise me because it was that that final for Pokemon Unite. Did you watch that? Yeah, no, we watched all the finals. It, the last oh, two, did you? The last two minutes, it suddenly sounds like an auction Just, room. And he's going yes. to get Like, wow. What? This is, uh, it was, it was this is what I needed in my life. I never knew until now. <laughs> it was fantastic. I didn't catch the finals of the TCG or the Pokemon. Uh, is it VCG? Yeah, uh, VGC. Video, VGC. Video game championships. That's the one. So I didn't catch the end of them. Um, TCG is one of them that I tuned in and in and out of because that was the one I was probably least interested in. Despite the fact that I love playing the TCG game um, and the the Pokemon uh, VGC, um, I didn't watch the finals, but I was tuning in and out. But it got to the point where you could predict most of the teams. The same Pokemon kept reappearing. Like basically, everyone run. Groudon, Re- Regilecki, and um, Grimmsnarl. Oh, how wrong others. you are, sir. How wrong oh, really? you are. Okay, the finals okay. went off. Tell me more. Okay, tell me more. So I will first off say, like, TCG is yes. probably one of those. Like, I, I have followed this TCG meta quite closely, so I know mm. what all the cards did, basically. Um, yes. It is, it, it's not a great spectator sport if you don't know all of it going yeah. in. Um, they tried really hard to do like, you know, they'd show a big version of the card yeah, on the side yeah. so that you could read what it was doing, but you almost weren't getting enough of those fast enough. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, I can imagine it being hard to watch. It was hard to watch even for me because, you know, on day one, the screen glare off some of the, um, mm. some of the mm. sleeves were ridiculous. And you just really couldn't tell what the cards were. But by the finals, they'd sort that out. And I was kind of right. sitting there and coaching uh, the boys next to me like, oh, this is what that card does. This is why he's played it. This is what's going on. I was doing my own little commentary along the side kind of thing. But VGC, again, it's, it's, it's a great spectator sport because even if you don't know the ins and outs and you don't know every little interaction, you can still get excited about a crit. You can still yeah. be like, oh my God, that did way more damage than I thought it was going yes. to. That's really yes. cool. Um, but yeah, the so in the juniors, the big standout was the Blastoise G-Max that won. Mm-hmm. In seniors, the Venusaur G-Max won and lost what? me a fiver. Oh, um, really? Okay. Yeah, because okay. I bet Baker, because I said it right at the very beginning, you know, Venusaur's uh, really should be a lot better than it is. You know, it's got mm-hmm. access to Sleep Powder, which is really good in the Dynamax format. It's yeah. G-Max move works the same as G-Max Wildfire. It sets up like uh, consistent damage over turns. So that's really, really good. Uh, it's got Chlorophyll in a, uh, in a format with lots and lots of Groudon setting up the sun. So it should be mm-hmm. really good. It's such a shame we won't see it in the finals. He went, I bet you if I were, we will. And I was, I immediately thought, well, in this, in the Masters, we'll never ever see it. It won't happen. And it didn't, but it did happen in the seniors. So I will give him that one. Right. And not only, not only did it see the finals, it won the finals and carried that team. That Venusaur G Max went off. It was insane. Okay. I need uh, to go back and watch the, the finals of, of that. I've been saying to myself, I need to go back at some point and watch it. And then you had Charizard G Max in the Masters, but that lost. 
It was the only Kanto starter G Max to lose the to make it to the finals and lose, which is hilarious. Lose. I just but some you of know, the plays were fantastic. Some of the plays were great, but the one standout Pokemon of this year that nobody expected to see, Gastrodon. Gastrodon is a yeah, world champion. A few, yeah, that popped up on one of the ones I was watching, which it because it's water ground type, so it has a really unique typing. There's only two other like fully evolved mons it, it, that have that in Swampert and um, and I always forget the other Quagsire and. Um, like I think people over overlook and Wishcash, and Wishcash, yes. And I think people overlook it, but I'm pretty sure its only weakness is Grass type. So if your opponent hasn't got a Grass type attack, you uh, then they're not landing super effective moves. It can it, like Water and Ground is an amazing combo and can really cause issues because of the amount of diversity that it has because of it. It's so not, what? It's not even that you're running it for its ability because it's got Storm what, what Drain. Oh, which, okay. Which in a format run by Kyogre yes, is, is really fantastic. important because suddenly yeah. your water spout's not doing anything. It's not doing anything, yeah. The amount of Kyogres that I saw that ran through oppositions when they were, when they just couldn't just couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. um, it's so, I mean, it, I dread to think what it was like when, it, when you could primal evolve with it. It must have just ran through so many teams. Um, and it was great to see it used to such effect. And I understand now why so many people we, were running um, counters in, in Reggie Lackey. One of the best plays I saw was somebody bought a Sheninja. Mm. And I never even heard of this move, but Ally Swap. Yep. Fanta it's, fantastic. I hate, it. I hate it so much. <laughs> now that I know that that is it. For those of you who don't know, the, 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 v, uh, the VGC was a two-on-two -two format. So you send out two Pokemon, your opponent sends out two Pokemon. And Shininja has Wonder Guard, obviously. So unless it, uh, unless you hit it with an attack that it's weak to, it will do zero damage. And with Ally Swap, you can get to swap places with your Ally Pokemon. So if you can predict it right, you can swap it. Their attacks do nothing against you, and basically you've, you've ended up with a free turn. The, and I saw this one person with it that was just like they must have had a time machine or a magic ball because they were predicting mm -hmm. when to do the ally swap when not to do the ally swap it was just fantastic and i saw somebody that had um a focus sash on shininja and then they um they dynamaxed it as as well which was a whole other strat it was just great to see all these different you know pokemon coming out of the woodwork and just seeing how tight some of the battles were it was fantastic See, I remember seeing Shedinja in one of the finals. And again, it, it runs Ally Switch. It's really, really good for that kind of thing. And I'm pretty sure they got down to a point where, like, their opponent really didn't have an answer for Shedinja. Last two mm -hmm. Pokemon each on either side. They had a Dynamax Pokemon up, used Max Rockfall, yeah. and set up the sand and Makes took sense. out yeah. their own yeah. Shedinja. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, did they not? Did they just I like literally no forget? idea? But we were Surely. sat there going, "What have you done?" What? Yeah, yeah, that is, yeah, that would be absolutely just brutal if that cost you because it's one of those things that you wouldn't live down, would you? You'd just no. be like, "Ah, oh, okay, how am I gonna, how am I gonna forget that?" Um, did you watch the Pokemon tournament? Uh, I didn't actually catch any of the no. Pokemon tournament. So no, weirdly enough, right? So as I say, you walk in, there's this big room, lots of rooms set up, and you go down into the into the main area, and there's four big screens, right, set up mm. that you you watch from the seating area. There was Pokemon Unite, Pokemon Go, uh, VGC, and TCG. Mm -hmm. Pokemon Tournament, if you walk in through the door, was 
buried right at the very back in a tiny oh, little corner. Really? And it had like 30 seats for viewing. And that was hey. it. That was it. Oh, and it was fit. And it was and they they did the whole tournament. You did the finals on day one, and that was it. it was oh gone. wow. It that was, was it. So that explains why I didn't see it. Right, okay. Because um, somebody commented on, on, I think it was the last video, maybe the one before that, that apparently Pokemon's been at Worlds since 2016. So it's had eight years. I And I can kind of understand why maybe, because after eight years, they're probably thinking, okay, we've got this. It's got a small competitive scene. We'll give it some lip service at the at the Worlds, but that's about it, which is a shame because if you haven't, you you should really try Pokemon Tournament. It is a fantastic game to play, um, especially if you have a friend to play it with. It's it's good fun. But it's gone now. It will never be at another World Championship ever again. Will it not? Is this it? That oh, it. that is that is a shame. I'm sure at some point in the... It, I reckon they'll give it a rest and then maybe, you know, when the Switch 2 or whatever the, the game, is, the, the the console is, and they inevitably bring out, a, you know, a Pokemon tournament, Masters DX or whatever it's called, who knows, maybe it might make a reappear, reappearance one day. And I, I hope it does because it, it's, it's a fantastic game to play. Yeah, I'm surprised the fighting community never took to it. Again, I'm not a big fighting game person myself. I find them very very difficult but mm. it, it looks fun as far as animations and stuff is concerned it's it's, it's one of pokemon's best mm. Mm. but yeah shame, but... such is the oh, way well. of things that is yes so what about the uh, the pokemon center pokemon center right so pokemon center was big lots and yep. lots of stuff in there they had lots of clothing from like different designers and stuff like that they had a whole aisle for plushes I got to I got to finally see that Arcanine firsthand. Oh yeah, and it, it's so cute and it's so big and it's so fluffy <laughs> and it's so expensive and I still can't justify how, it. How much was it? It's four hundred quid. Oh my god! How yeah. big is this thing? Uh, it's it's like a six foot Arcanine. I. Ooh, yeah. I tell, I'm on the fence about that myself even though Arcanine isn't my favorite Pokemon having that in the corner would be amazing so they had a bunch of as far as like the big ones go they've got an Arcanine a Mareep yeah. a Slowpoke and they had a substitute oh, that's amazing which I was really that. it was really good to see just this big fluffy just substitute <laughs> sat there that's amazing were they all about the same price uh ish 400 ish. around s s sort of uh price yeah but yeah they had mm. lots and lots of stuff there was one thing i was really looking forward to which was so they've released these new t-shirts that have like um character designs from the game and their main pokemon on it so you've got like yeah. blue and blastoise oh, red, saw... and, red and Charizard. isn't isn't the the what the one of the hikers from sun and moon yes it is <laughs> yes i saw that on twitter Hi i was like wait what hiker and alolan geodude yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a random pull but we'll, we'll take it and you got cynthia and garchomp and stuff like that and I, yes the t-shirts are fine but they're all like yeah. different colors and i don't really wear much other than like a black t-shirt usually so, but they did art prints of them. And I was really looking oh. forward to these art prints because, like, I've, I've lived in this house for two years now and most of my walls are still bare. Um, mm. So I really need to fill them out. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go in. I'm going to grab, grab those. They had really nice ones that were, like, old school travel style posters for all oh, the different yeah. regions. They have ones on the website. They're not the same. 
the ones that were there were fantastic. I will upload a photo to Twitter at some point once I've put them all in frames and things like that. But they were gorgeous. So I picked those up, walked around the corner. They had these posters of all the characters up there. I went, hi, where do I find those? I went, no, they sold out yesterday. It's like, it's Thursday. It's day one. Yeah. Yes. How can you let that sell out? Like, oh, that is is devastating. Sorry. So what we found out was a lot of the items didn't have limits. So you had oh, no. the, wor- the world exclusive Pikachu and Roserade plush. So which, you could just go in and just buy as many as you which want. Which the Pikachu plush had a limit of two. Okay. And the Roserade plush had a limit of five. Yeah. If that makes sense at all. You had mm. like um, world exclusive damage counters and stuff for the TCG game, which oh, okay. you were allowed one of each. Um, and you had like world exclusive figurine that you were only allowed yeah. one of. Everything else, there was no limit. Oh, no. And the thing is, even though there was a limit, so when when we went up there, it was like, oh, yeah, you need to book a time slot, and then there's virtual queuing on the day mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. We went in. Uh, our first slot, we, we accidentally booked two slots because we were panicking and worried that we weren't going to get them. So you could book four people per slot. I booked one. Tommy booked one. So I booked mine at like five. He booked his 12. I was like, great, it's cool. We'll go get small stuff at 12 and we'll go get big stuff at five. We walked in at 12, realized like they'd sold out of stuff the day before the place had even opened. It was like, let's just buy everything now. Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't if you don't get it, then you know what's going to happen. You never know. Um, so we took a look around. Now, so we walked up at 11 o'clock and was like, uh, you know, we got a booking at 12 when do we need to start queuing for? And the guy went, oh, you can just go in now. It's like, all right, we're just oh, going to... okay. It was all a right. great moment with Baker. He was like, all right, I'm just going to go get a drink first. He went, no, you can go in now. He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go out for a smoke and come back. And then he was like, <laughs> no, no, you can go in now. And he was like, all right, now? All right, yeah, let's go in now. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, my God. So we walked around. We all grabbed our stuff. And we yeah. decided, you know, we'll go back at five anyway. And so much of it gone. Already just gone. They had all the like the sitting cuties, which they had loads of. But mm. even a load of the bigger plushes, like I bought a Yamper, that had gone. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, wow. Baker bought a Bulbasaur, like this of really course. big oversized Bulbasaur, which was only 70 pounds, which we were very surprised at. But okay. the staff didn't seem to really know what they were doing. He turned around to one person and went, uh, have you got any Bulbasaur's in? And they were just like, what? Yeah, they went, I don't, I don't know what you mean. It was like, a Bulbasaur. That, yeah, no, that's I don't, not I don't, a I, I don't know what that is. Some of these people that work there, they'll just be, you know, zero-hour contracts for, for a company. It's like, right, okay, you need to be at this place working this till for, you know, whatever days and time. And that for some of them, they'll just be like, it's money. I have no idea what Pokemon is. Or they'll, they'll be like, I know what Pokemon is, but I don't know what the different Pokemon are. And it's just a job, isn't it, at the end of the day for them? Yeah, Which is, is it, fair it, enough. It wasn't great experience. No. You know, you because he, he went to like four different people. It was like, oh, do you have a Bulbasaur? I don't know what that is. Do you have a Bulbasaur? No, we sold out. Do you have a Bulbasaur? No, I think we sold out. Do you have a Bulbasaur? Yeah, I've got what? one in back. And it's like, how do you not know these things? I get there's there's a lot of people in here and there's a lot going on, but you've Mm -hmm. already broken down your own, like, um, method of queuing to keep this organized. And I will say it got to the point, like, later on, because 
we went on the Thursday. Now, a lot of people mm. didn't show up till the Saturday because it was only £10 what? for a weekend ticket. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. So people were like, well, screw it. I'll, I'll buy a weekend ticket and go on the weekend when I can get time off work and things like that. Most people aren't like us and aren't mental and want to go for all the days. Um, so Saturday was so much busier than all the days before it. And the Pokemon Center just weren't prepared for it because they'd already broken down their whole yeah. queuing system. They hadn't practiced it. They hadn't kept it up. So by the time Saturday rolled around, there was there was no world exclusive plushes left. They'd all gone. Because again, because you could effectively just walk up and go, yeah, like we walked up at five. In fact, no. So we went at 12, we went at five and we came in the next day and went, should we go have a look and see what's left? And yeah. that's when we walked in and walked up and the guy was like, have you got a booking? I was like, yeah, let me get it up. He went, no, 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 it's fine. You told me you've got a booking, go in. And that's when I realized, <laughs> okay. I'm like, well, you've put a limit of two per person. Yeah. But that's two per person per trip. And if yes. somebody can go in, yeah. go to their yeah. car, drop some stuff off, join the back of this non-existent queue, just walk yeah. in again, they had no I'm plushes all... left. All these world exclusive plushes were just gone, gone by day two. That's mad. That's that's unacceptable. It really is because you because I, I know I know from Game Freak well, it's not Game Freak, sorry, from the Pokemon company's perspective, it doesn't make a difference who buys them because they will still get the same amount of money. But they have to realize, surely, well, people are going to be buying them, flogging them on eBay, Facebook Marketplace, whatever it might be, an upscale price. Like, how is that fair? And it just frustrates their customers at the end of the day. So why did they not learn anything from the Pokemon trading card game for McDonald's that we spoke about? Or that, or, or the London Pokemon Center, which was a travesty. Yeah. Like, right, it, okay. it, just, it just seems like whatever company they're hiring to actually run these events, because mm. obviously, as you say, they're not running themselves. No. Um, they no. like Because we were really worried that that was just the way all the staff were there. But we walked mm. up to, they had like a, what's it called? TCG Play or something. Uh, the Play Lab, that's it. Yeah. Where you could like go in and learn how to play the TCG kind of thing. Um, all the staff there were ex-competitors. Or oh, you'd, so or you'd, or you'd go up to about. like the side events and all the judges and stuff there were qualified judges or ex-competitors. All the people working on the prize stands were ex-competitors. It just seemed for whatever reason in the Pokemon Center, they just hired people in who didn't have Whoever. a clue what they were doing, what, oh, what anything was, and just didn't give a damn. Mm -hmm. It was it was really upsetting, but I got everything that I wanted. I didn't get those Good. um character posters, but they were luckily available on the website, so I grabbed those and they got delivered today. So I'm fine. Good. That it sounds like an absolutely just worldly experience. Uh good, I can't go, but maybe next time in 2042 or something. You never know. You never I get know. Lucky. You never know. So uh, I think it's fair to say that the, you know, trying to get the plushies and stuff was quite competitive. So speaking of competitive, uh, should we move on to the Scarlet and Violet competitive play trailer? Of course. Actually, I'll tell you was, what, just, just before we go into oh, this bit. Yes. So talking about terrible staff, this does feed in. It's beautiful. It's actually <laughs> okay, a really nice okay. segue. So talking about terrible staff, the security were obviously getting bored by day four and just right. wanted to pick fights. Oh no! So right. right. So again, so all the days we'd go in, you'd go, you'd go down these stairs and go around into the big seating area and just find seats, and it was fine. Mm. The finals, obviously, there's a lot more people want to come in and yes. watch the finals. Mm. Um, we showed up at eight in the morning. We left. Our, we left Tommy's house at six. Got there at eight in the morning. Walked in. 
sat down and was like, somebody must sit here all day. We do not move. Yes. Um, if And there was at one point where kind of I got up, I went to the toilet and came back and the queue was just going all the way down the hall, out the door and around the corner. And I was like, I've got a seat. I'm just going to skip this. I, yeah. I get, I get I, like these guys are queuing for the opportunity mm. to go down the stairs, walk yeah. across the room, see there's no seating, walk back yeah. up the stairs walk and out. join the back of the queue. Yeah. That's no, no chance. No. So I walked to the front of the queue, got downstairs, joined my seat. Um, and then after the, every match had finished, they do like, oh, come up, do uh, like your little speech and things like that. And we, we, I was recording. I was doing recording all weekend. Me and Lewis, we're putting a video together. We're still working on it, but there's 170 gigs worth of footage to go through. So trying to get that all, up, trying to get that yeah. all uploaded to Google Drive has been a nightmare. Um, but at the end of every match, we were like running down to the front, filming a bunch of stuff, coming back and sitting down. Comes to the second to last match, send Lewis up to the front. And apparently some security guard just palmed him in the chest and was like, you must stay five meters away from the stage at all times. You cannot come any closer than that unless you are media. It was like, bruv, we've been doing this all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. why now? Why now? Yeah, yeah you know, we, we had like Baker would come back from having a smoke and would like try to get downstairs and they'd be like, you can't come in here. You don't have a pad. It's like, I've got a seat. I'm literally, I'm going down yeah, to sit with yeah. my friends. What are you talking about? No, you must join the back of the queue. It's like, I'm not queuing for three hours to go back to a seat I already have. That's not happening. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And the final, the final uh, match finished. Yeah. And I jumped over the barrier because we were sat right in the front row. Jumped over the barrier, ran up to see some of my other mates who were sat in the very, very front row and like craning their necks all the way back to see the screens. Mm. Um, I was like, come on, let's, let's go get some footage where they were going to do like the closing ceremony, mm. the uh, awards and the announcements, which we will come on into a minute. Oh. And I've gone up now, for those of you who don't know, I have a fairly good camera setup. I was on like a full gimbal and big long lens and things like that. And I have my mic and stuff all set up. So I've stood there and my mates come up with their little camera and a security guard just grabbed her by the side and was like, you don't have a media pass. Go sit down. And like, they assumed, did they, hold on, they assumed you had a media pass because of the equipment. I, 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 I'm not even lying. I stood there and I kind of like just slightly slid it underneath my arm because uh, it's on a big lanyard. You got a big yes. metal pass. Yes. Just slid it slightly under my arm because the only difference is the bottom bit is a different color and it says media, uh, right. press, spectator, whatever. So just slid that under my arm, just stood there with my big camera. And I've heard this same security guard just go around the back of me and go up to everyone going, you haven't got the right pass, go sit down. You haven't got the right pass, go sit down. You haven't got the right pass, go sit down. And I'm just sitting there like, and I've noticed some other people who have got like, they, they are clearly media and they've clocked me and it's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Oh my God, wow. That's so, so I've got footage of right at the front of this stage and it was it wow. was not the greatest experience because there was a smoke machine and lights right in my face so i'm like tearing yeah. up all the way through going just get the shot just get the shot <laughs> just get the shot is, is she horror standing there i cannot get the shot nobody <laughs> else is gonna get this because i'm the only one who's stood here right now <laughs> really good really good but the security <laughs> sucked but yes they did indeed release a trailer for scarlet and violet before mm. we go into Scarlet and Violet, I will say, because you don't yes. have as much interest in TCG, they're bringing EXs back. 
Woo! Oh, uh, okay. Yes, I um. EXs are just those broken cards, right? Like so, literally. Uh, so, oh, uh, go on. Ish. So you ish. used to have EXs, and then we brought yes. in GXs. Oh, with the with the. Sorry if I'm like I'm completely wrong again. With EX is the one where you can only use one per battle, like a move. No. Uh, re- oh, okay. blah, blah, yeah. I forget. Uh, no, I don't think so. So GXs had GX moves where you could okay. only w- use one per battle. Ah, okay. But the thing is with GX Pokemon as well is unlike EXs, you didn't have to evolve into them. Oh. Okay. So you could have a uh like it's a Crobat one. Sh- them, so yeah. when I, when I yeah, cry, uh, Crobat I had, because I joined in tag team, so I had Raichu yes. and Raichu GX, which was a basic Pokemon. Mm. Despite the fact that they're both evolutions yes. and obviously yeah. it's two Pokemon in one, but that was a basic Pokemon. You just laid it onto the bench. Uh, EXs, you do have to evolve up into them. Okay. So you used to have EXs and then we went on to GXs mm. and then we went on to Vs, which were similar to GXs, but didn't have the GX tack. And then they okay. did V Maxes, which were obviously the Gigantamax Pokemon, they just had so much health and hit really hard. And now we've got V-Star, which are similar to GXs. They've got a move that you can use once a turn, but it's not always a move. Sometimes it's an ability instead of an attack. So you can do it without them being in uh, the main position or, mm-hmm. you know, ending your turn. So it's, 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 they're trying to slow the game down, I feel. Okay, yeah. By bringing EXs back, bringing back these Pokemon that you have to evolve up into, but the the health is still at 300 plus. You know, these EX Pokemon are apparently supposed to rival Gigantamax Pokemon or VMAX Pokemon right. as far as health is concerned, so... Mm. But they only give up two prizes, not three prizes, so we'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting step forward for Pokemon uh, TCG. But with all that being said, yes, we can talk about the video game trailer. Yeah. Okay. So um, I think there was a couple of... This was a really strange reveal. I guess I... When did they play this at Worlds? Because this is where it was released, right? Yeah, it was released at Worlds. That's why a lot of it is to do with like competitive the Competitive, right. That, make, that makes sense as to why then it is purely focused on the competitive battling not even mechanics it's just introducing items and moves and yeah pretty much i guess that the biggest reveal that we got is that uh it's another one of our lizard pokemon one of our cyclazar so that's how you pronounce it um okay um cyclazar cyclazar works i think so it's a dragon and normal type Mm -hmm. so they didn't reveal a lot else. Is this a split evolution like Cosmo, Cosmoem, Cosmoem, however you pronounce it? Wait, yeah, like a Cosmog style into Lunala yes, and Solgaleo. Depending on which version you are playing, you will get that that version of the Pokemon. I don't know. Part of me I'm, feels like this is a bait and switch. That I'm thinking the same because because the only so the only way I can see this being a a pre evolution is. You get it almost at the start to kind of show you, okay, this is how you battle, this is how you catch mons, this is how you use type advantages. Oh, you've graduated school, congratulations. Oh, it's evolving. And the reason I say that is because in all the trailers we've seen, you at no point use this Pokemon to get around. This isn't the ride Pokemon. So I'm a bit unsure what... Like, it. 
the only thing I can think of is that you know we've got the two legendaries in in I, I, Marizian, Marizian and Maridon and Caridon. Oh, so I was way off. Maridon and Caridon. So is this so it, is this the the present Pokemon and then the other two are the past and future? Maybe is that how is this the trio? I think it's something similar to that. So I don't. This is not a legendary Pokemon. I will say that first and foremost, because we have an image. Is that of, been confirmed? We have an image on the Pokemon website of just two random trainers riding Cyclozar. Oh, so it okay. seems like this is a very common mode of transport across Paldea. And mm. maybe if we're still talking about racing, this is what most people will be riding. And then oh, okay. for our character, it's interesting because we have Maridon or Coridon instead. Which again, they are there is clearly a similarity, and we're we're clearly mm-hmm. supposed to draw a similarity between them. Now, yes. I don't think it's evolution, or at no. least not that kind of evolution. Maybe it's closer to like real world evolution. You think, you know, okay. T Rex becomes a chicken? Yeah. Coridon yeah. over many thousands of years has evolved into Cyclazar. And then over many more thousands of years, okay. Cyclazar will eventually become in one shape or form Maridon. And the fact that we have one of these two ties into the main story of the game, which is all to do with mm. like time and uh, different Pokemon from different eras and things like that coming through. That's, that's where I'm at with it. I think this okay. is not going to be... You're not going to be... To catch the Cyclazar and evolve it into Maridon or Coridon, I don't think that's possible. I think Maridon or Coridon are related to it, but distantly. S- yes. s- think of it like you couldn't evolve a Hisuian Zoroa into a modern-day Zoroark. They are different species, yes. but they are related. Yes. Right, okay. I Yeah, I'm on board with that. That does make sense. Um, so I understand the whole bait-and-switch and, and coming from there. What do you think about its design? I think it's fine. Like, I've already got on, not necessarily on board, but I've already got over the idea of, like, motorbike lizards. So I think it looks all right. I love its little head. I think it looks cute enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it just feels like a step backwards in kind of in design because the other two have such striking designs that really stand out. And then you get introduced to this one and I just feel like, oh, this is a bit underwhelming, I think is the- Is that not the the point though? Maybe, yeah, maybe that is just to make the one that you get stand out more. And oh, mine really is special. Maybe it is. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is something that they've done on purpose. Yeah, I, I think it is. And realistically, that I again, I'm just fully on this thing of Pokemon are well aware that there are people who will analyze these trailers and analyze mm. them to death, and they've taken what I consider to be like the Marvel approach of. Let's show them, show them some stuff that they will read as one way so we can surprise them by flipping it over on them. I can see that. I can definitely see that. We also got to see a bit more of the um, the, the HUD, for lack of a better word, the, the, the UI of, of the battle system. Is it I, growing on you I yet? Don't, uh, weirdly enough, I don't remember seeing it, which means it's less apparent to me now. Hmm. I will say that, like, it didn't stand out to me like it has done previously where I've looked at it and gone, that looks garbage. Um, so the fact that I don't remember it and don't even remember seeing it means it must look, it must be growing on me a little bit. Have they it's... changed it? No. So, sorry. So you you see the, um, 
you see like the the thing at the bottom where it says the move that you use and like super effective and stuff you don't see the actual you know when you when it pops up and you can use like fight pokemon item mm-hmm. run flee whatever it is it doesn't show that which is interesting that it it doesn't um uh, so whether or not that is the case that you know what they released in the original trailer isn't the final product maybe and they are maybe tweaking it or changing it which is why it's not shown in this one to try and distance themselves from what it was shown as and what it will eventually be you know when it releases who knows um i am a little bit no matter what they do now i'm going to be gutted because i saw someone had like drawn basically how they envisioned that it could work and what is he it's um, what what's Persona, Persona 5, have you ever played that? I haven't played it in the Persona game. So, okay. So, neither have I, but it looked a bit like what I've seen from that, where you, the camera was slightly behind and off to the side of the trainer, and you could see the Pokemon in front of you, and then all those little fights and stuff were kind of like flowing off the trainer, so boxes around the trainer. And I saw that, and I just fell in love with it. It looked absolutely gorgeous. And I think no matter what they choose now, I'm going to be a bit like, oh, okay, it's not as good as that. And to be fair, what I've seen so far isn't as good as Pokemon Legends Arceus, which that design with the battle system was absolutely fantastic. Agreed. Um, speaking of that, actually, one thing that it looks like we're back to in this is uh, static trainers. So you can't move the trainer around and it looks like you can't move the player or camera um, around like you could in Legends Arceus, which I feel personally is a bit of a step backwards because that was fantastic to really feel... Like you're in the nitty gritty kind of this is the middle of a fight and we're back to you know sword and shield kind of flowing around the pokemon don't really move yeah and again the attacking animation doesn't look as good the pokemon aren't making contact these are not new gripes no, no, but i had hoped they would kind of improved it by now me too me too so this kind of and the reason i'm bringing it up isn't so much to hate on it because I do dislike it, I do prefer how it how it functioned and looked in Legends Arcus, but it's more of a I think this is sandstone now. This is what we are getting in terms of this this battle system and how it will work. Um what we did get though is um information about a new couple of um held items. Well, first um, off, new move. If we're talking about Cyclazar, we got a new move on it. Oh, what was the move? Shed tail. Oh, oh shed tail. This is amazing. I love this move. Like, why is it taking them so long? It makes sense with it being a lizard as well. Um, do you want to explain to the to the listeners what it does? So Shedtail effectively sets up Substitute and then switches into another Pokemon who still yep. has the Substitute up. So it's yes. effectively a defensive Volt Switch. Yes. Now, it's great. at least from what I've read, it's a signature move of Cyclozar at the moment, okay. which is a shame. I don't think it will stay a signature move, and I very much see this Pokemon on, like, Slowpoke in the future. Yes, yes. Very much see it on that, you know, a Pokemon that's already said to, like, lose its tail and things like that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of lizard Pokemon could do quite well with it. Um, We're very much expecting to see this in uh, future competitions. It's it's a very, very strong move and has a lot of utility. I look forward Agreed. to it. There's a, there's a couple of questions I want to know. One is how much HP actually re- takes off the um, Cyclozar. It'll be a quarter. It'll be a quarter. It's a substitute. But will it, though? Because it's an added benefit of a Bam Pass. So is it... Well, I say Bam Pass. That's another question is... Let, let, me, let me go back to the... Does it do a quarter or will it do more? Because te- like 
because it's technically two moves in one. It's a substitute and a ban pass, so or a swap. So how do you? It feels like it's a better version of both those moves, and therefore, what is the drawback of it? So, i.e., losing more. Is it thirty-three percent health? I know that it showed their health going down in the trailer, but I don't know how much it went down by. You've made a you good point. That. I don't know if it's going to act as bat and pass. I don't know if you're going to be able no, to like, set I, up I don't with know. it because that's because that would be very broken. good all of a sudden. Yes, because if you. You know, if you if you just like train up your Sicklers R and you give it a held item that basically allows it to reduce damage, you boost up its EVs so it's like great in defense and special defense. It's almost and then definitely it gonna a, have Dragon Dance. Yes, so a couple of the Dragon Dances, uh, then you do that. The Pokemon that comes in suddenly is not only boosted in speed and attack, but also is immune to the first attack that you throw at it, which means it can then set up even further. It it, it mm. it's gonna be interesting to see how this how this works. It really is. And another question I've got around it is priority. Is he you know is he the quickest move in the field? Like is it just normal priority? So it's based on speed. So you can basically shut it down. Like you can knock it out before it gets a chance to use it. Or like you know is it the quickest move? So therefore. You do eat the Pokemon that comes in has got a substitute up, but there's no guarantee the substitute lasts till the next turn because you're attacking with a powerful move or a super effective move that then destroys the substitute. It's, it, there's, there's more questions, but I do love this move. So I will correct myself. It uses half of the user's HP. Oh, okay. That, I'm happy with that because it feels like it's a good... Um, it needed it needed something to get because it is it has the potential to be so broken. It needed something to balance that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, what else we got was a new item, Mirror Herb, which I heard about before I saw it in the trailer. Really? And I heard yes. Yeah, so I saw it on Twitter already to something like that, and it said that oh, you, if your opponent boosts a, a stat, you will get the same stat boost holding this item. I was like, okay, right, I can see how that works, but would I really run that if? You know, my opponent just uses something like, um, like Home Claws or Dragon Dance. Yeah, you'll get a bit of a boost, but is it gonna be is it gonna be beneficial to you? But what they showed in the trailer was Azumarill using Belly ba- Drum. Uh, Belly Drum. So the opponent got the full boosted Max attack, attack. But, but didn't lose its HP. Yeah. That was great, and I'm thinking about like Shell Smash, for example, in competitive. And you know white herb, and you know you get your stats back, and you still got a boost. This so this could actually what it could bring out is people bringing you know, you know using one of their four slots to bring a stat boosting move that only boosts it by one to kind of bait out opponents that might run this mirror herb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm lo- I like I'll come on to the rest of the things, but I'm loving what they're adding here. I think they've they've clearly looked at the meta. They've looked at like how people are playing the game mm. and are adjusting accordingly. Now, Mirror yeah. Herb, I think, is going to be more effective in single battles than it will in doubles, because Agreed, in yeah. single battles, you know, if you set up, you win. Um, yeah, which is much. why I will always argue double battles are better, um, and especially on a competitive level, double battles are the only way to play. But I, th- I think Mirror Herb is a great item. I don't think it's the best item. That no. has to be Covert Cloak. Okay, so so this protects Pokemon from additional move effects. So uh, is this things like you can't get flinched, frozen, paralyzed? That's correct. And the way right. they showed it, okay. and again, being in the arena at the time, 
with a bunch of people who play competitive Pokemon or enjoy watching competitive Pokemon and seeing Hariyama use Fake Out. And this, oh. I think it was the Cyclozar just be like, yeah, I, nah. but I'm going to attack you back. Everybody oh, went mad. It's going to completely change yes. the game. Completely rewrite the formats. Mm. It's 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 gonna make some moves un unplayable. Basically, like there's well, no point out running them. Is fake out with, saw so much action at Worlds. It's a must run. It's a must run. Yes, yeah, because it, it's it's guaranteed damage and shuts down an opponent before they can they can do anything. And this just because you imagine because fake out is is. It's one of those moves where it's great if you can pull it off straight at the start of the match and it does help you out, but then it's pretty much useless throughout the rest of the, the battle unless you swap in and out. So imagine if you've got mons that have this item. You've basically made it so that your opponent only has three moves. Mm-hmm. Like, just shut them down. It's it's absolutely fantastic. I love it. Yeah, it's going to, it's going to completely change the game. Um, I think there was somebody tweeted is like, oh yeah, top five items immediately. Yeah, they I will be imagine. run on every single team next year, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. And then the other item that was shown was the loaded dice, which make multi-strike moves hit more times. Which and meh, meh. I because there are abilities that do this, right? Yeah, skill I've, link. I've seen them. Skill yes. link allows if you have a multi-hit move, it hits every possible multi-hit. Hmm. So the only reason I can I can I can understand them bringing this item out is because obviously not all Pokemon have that ability, mm. so it's an opportunity to give other Pokemon their chance to shine. So one one of the mons that they showed was uh, was it Breloom using Breloom because Breloom yes. has Technician, which ups the power of uh, weaker moves. It uses uh, Seed Bomb, not Seed Bomb. Bullet seed. Bullet seed. Bullet seed. So yeah. it gets the technician boost. It terastalizes into a grass type, which means it got another stab mm. boost from it, and then hits more often. So that's pretty good. See, we're we're like, oh, okay, I can guarantee you, someone will pull out a strategy to use that that just blows blows us away. Like, wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's so. it's, it's 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 it'll be an interesting tech item. How Definitely. often it'll get used, I'm not sure. Maybe there'll be a lot more uh, multi-hit moves going in. Some that are very Maybe. good, so yeah. it makes it yeah. a must-run on those. Definitely. I'm just trying to think what, what other... We saw a new hat. Mm. Did we? Yeah, we got the ghost-type hat. Oh, oh, I love it. I love it. Which, 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 is, a, so which, is, which is a callback to the ghost yes. from uh, yes. Lavender Tower. Yes. There's a couple of callbacks, isn't there, with this test, uh, terror, like, well, however you Terrestrialize. Yeah, Terrestrial, I'll get there one day. It's all right. We've... I had to do a video on it. That's the only reason I learned how Is to say it. Is that the only reason why? Okay. Um, like the Pikachu, the flying Pikachu we, we've had. Um, I, you know what? Thinking about it, why did we get a fountain for water Pokemon, not like a surfboard? I have no idea. Hmm. Interesting. But um, we so, got one yeah. last thing as well. Loved it. Oh, what else? Terror Blast. Oh, I don't know if yes. you caught this. Now I will I will give Lewis full credit for this. He called this. Okay. He, I don't what remember. Is it? Remind me. So Terror Blast is a normal type move. It's yeah. a TM you'll get, and then it will change typing with your Terrastalize type. So okay. whenever you Terrastalize, if you have Terror type equipped to your Pokemon, you have a stab move. 
Oh, that, oh, so it's a bit like hidden power and secret power, except for you, it, there's a lot less experimentation to figure out what that mm -hmm. typing is. And it inflicts okay. damage using the attack or special attack stat, whichever is higher for the user. Oh, okay, that's interesting as well then. Because they got so rid of hidden power in Sword and Shield. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, hidden power doesn't exist anymore. So oh. this is kind of their substitute for it. And I, I like it. I like it. I like it as well because it gives it a bit more credibility for Pokemon that can maybe... So I'm thinking of Dragon Dance that boosts the attack stats, but for some Dragon types, that's not the best stat. Mm -hmm. However, this kind of overcomes... So I'm thinking of... I know this was a long time ago, but Kingdra, for example, used to have Dragon Dance, but before the Gen 4 split, all its attacks were special. So it didn't actually benefit from any physical Dragon type That's attacks because so there, there weren't any. I hadn't even considered anything like that. Whereas now it's like, okay, you can boost Kingdra's speed and attack, and suddenly, well, I don't need to be running a physical Dragon type attack anymore because I can just use this one. Yeah, I'll just be a Dragon Terra type, Terrastalize, yeah. and then Terra Blast. That's yeah. really smart. I like it. I like it a lot. So it's it's going to be interesting to, to see these items. And obviously, these are just the items that they've shown us. It wouldn't surprise me if we get more items or more more moves. Funnily enough, there, there, was a, there was a video I wanted to do a long time ago, but like it's just finding time to do them, was like top five moves that we want to see in Pokemon. And one of them for me was... Um, wouldn't be used in competitive, is useless in competitive, but in the actual main game, the storyline, having a priority move that goes quicker than items. So I'm thinking Elite Four, you know, when they're spamming hyper potions when they're almost Ooh, out? Okay. And you can use a priority move that will, you know, it, it won't, probably won't be that powerful, but it will get in there before your opponent gets to use an item, or maybe it doubles in power when your opponent is going to use that, you know, something like that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what else we get in this uh, in this game when it comes out later this year. Yeah, very much so, very much so. And Ooh, uh, right. I think that wraps up. Like, there's so much more I could talk about of my experience yes. at Worlds, but there'll be a video about it soon. You can watch I'm that looking, I'm looking forward to watching that. It sounds like it was an absolute journey. Uh, by the way, um, shall we discuss the Pokemon Journey episodes? We can do. Do you want to make your confession first and foremost? I've only watched two, but in my defense, I've been very busy, and I think I'm allowed this this one week. This one week, I'm allowed to just watch. Two this episodes, man had yes. one day of being busy. <laughs> I had four. I managed it, and he didn't. That's the absolute name. <laughs> no, it, so, it is a shame because it the, is. what would have been the third episode of this week has been the one I've been looking forward to you watching the most. Okay. So we'll just have to hold off and I'll try not to spoil anything for next week. Okay, please, please don't. Okay, right, I'm looking forward to that. Um, because actually, it, it's funny that you mention this because doing these, doing these three episodes a week, it is great because usually you get, we kind of get one that is almost filler, one that is personal development, and then one that tends to be Ash, like, building up his score, mm -hmm. his rank. Um, so after watching these two, I was like, well, I kind of know what the next episode's likely going to be. That it's going to be a battle-focused episode. So I'm looking forward to getting around to that. Uh, but the two episodes I did watch, uh, so the first one was Time After Time, which is a Go-focused episode. Ah, Very, yes. it, it's pure, pure Go. I don't think... Ash didn't even show this. up. No, I don't think don't think he did. Um, so it's it's predominantly a flashback episode. 
Yeah, uh, pretty much. Which was which was interesting. It's 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 a pretty good episode. I think there's a lot of character in there, a lot to like mm -hmm. about this one. Yes. Um, you can see Go is a little kid. We find out that his catchphrase is apparently from some old song that his dad listened to, which brought oh, me a lot. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, he's like, I can. Oh, he, he changes up the phrasing slightly, but he does the whole the future is in the palm of my hand. It's like that's a bit nerdy. Yeah, don't make me say it again. It's actually from a song <laughs> that my dad used to listen to. Oh, I'm, how how did I miss? I don't know. I missed that. Um, but yeah, so Go is just going on a holiday with the the parents. He's going on a nice mm -hmm. little vacation. Um, only you know the the parents fall asleep. I don't. That is a very real thing that used to happen to me all the all the time. The first thing that my dad wanted to do whenever we got on vacation was have a nap. Yeah, um, they go on a journey to Azalea Town. Yes, which is is fun. You know, just get the moment I was like, oh, they going to Azalea Town. I was like. I think I know where this episode is going because why would you go to Azalea Town in the game? Like, seriously, why would you go to Azalea Town? Because you want to go and learn how to make Pokeballs from one but, of the last remaining uh, great smiths. Potentially. Or the Island's other Forest. reason. Oh, I was going to say Slowpoke. Well. Oh, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> I hadn't even considered that one. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> but the forest. The forest is why you would go because we all know what Pokemon is lurking in the forest, don't we? Paris. Paris, so many Parises. Parises everywhere, but they can learn cut, which is quite nice. Uh, also, Salabi's there as well, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Sometimes. Apparently. When it's not time traveling, apparently. Like, which opens up a huge can of worms that time travel is in the Pokemon universe and how that works. Uh, there, there's many movies about it. Like, Oh, is there? Oh, yes. okay. I need, to, I need to watch them and then at some point. We, we, we're considering doing that, especially for some episodes yes. going forward. Yes. We'll watch like, a movie and review it. But uh, not right now. Not right now. We're talking no, about journeys. No. And um, so, um, a couple of things that happen in this. Go shows a proto-Pokedex developed by his parents. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, which I was a bit like, okay, so which, which, which is the question? Who invented the Pokedex? Do we know that? Um, no, Professor Oak gets it as a special delivery. Yes, because I, I, it was only thinking back now, I was like, oh yeah, Oak created the Pokedex. But then I'm like, but did he? Because you get, like you say, you know, the first thing you do in Gen 1 is you, you get the Pokedex and you deliver it to Oak, who then gifts it to you. So is he, and in my head, I always thought, well, he's getting it delivered because he sent off the specifications to get it built. But actually, is that the case? Like, it, it, does this confirm that, you know, Go's parents were involved in some way in the Pokedex? Because they have a background in, like, is it, is it like some kind of digital design or software design? Come with some kind of computer engineering. Yes. Um, which kind of exp which let, let's say go's parents did have a hand in creating the pokedex it kind of explains go's obsession with catching mons don't you think it would do yeah and his obsession with filling out the pokedex yeah like i've, I've only just thought about that and that makes that makes loads of sense um so while go is exploring he comes across a couple of pokemon as you do pineco apparently has no chill and just chases them um Blossom. has no chill and chases them blossom that was one just, of the great oh, ones. it was fantastic it's like it's so cute and then it's just his face like oh okay um and so they they, they managed to you know go go off on an adventure and they try to find this and we get a, a little bit of lore that i sorry this is this is go and his newly found friend horus 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 who, you know best of friends they're going to be friends for the the rest of their life apparently and they they are discussing how many Pokemon come from space. And I didn't realize it was so many, apparently. 
Yeah, no, quite a few Pokemon are said to come from space. Starmie, With- Clefairy, Jirachi, Rayquaza. Any of them that you didn't know? Huh? Any of those that you didn't know? No, 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 I'm well aware oh, of all okay. of those. Starmie was a surprise to me. Yeah. I was like, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting one. I don't know if that's one of those just legends rather Maybe. than facts. Yeah, because at first I was like, oh, it's just the kids, like the the you know, it's it's myth, it's legend, and then they started talking about well, Clefairy, Clefa, Rayquaza, and Jirachi, and I'm there thinking, yeah, they all do come from space. Actually, does that mean the Starmie thing is real? Like it does come from space? Don't know. Don't. Know. Um, but the the big takeaway from this is um, the friend has gone the next day. So yes, they go is chasing after Mew, trying to look for Mew in Ilex mm-hmm. Forest. Horace is trying to find Celebi and Alex Forest. They meet up. It's like, let's go hunt for Pokemon together. It's going to be great. Have this wonderful friendship yeah. uh, develop. Use Sunflower to cut down long grass, walk through, mm. stare at the stars together and promise we're going to meet up here tomorrow because we're friends. And I promise and I don't break a promise to friends. And Go shows up and Horace doesn't. Horace doesn't. But isn't that just how... I don't know if your holidays were like this as a kid, but that's exactly what it was like. You'd go somewhere for a week, and you'd, the first thing you'd say is, oh, how long are you here for? Oh, I'm here for four days. Oh, we're here for seven. And then you'd have that last day where you play together, and then the next day they're just gone. You never see them again. Like, for the rest of your life, you'll never hear from that person again. Yep. But that one, that really hit me. I was like, oh, no, go. I felt sorry for him. But all the way through, go is back in... Azalea Town, where he is on holiday with his parents again, mm-hmm. having these mm-hmm. flashbacks, having these like sad yes. memories of this friend who betrayed him and yeah. left him all alone. And we find out Damn that him. this is kind of why he has issues making friends and yeah. problems trusting people. And that's why, like, you know, Ash is the only person he's really let himself get close to over the years. Um, and then he finally finds the Ilex Shrine. Yes. What finds- is there? A little note from Horace that says, sorry, bruv, tried to, <laughs> couldn't, was ill See in it. <laughs> How is that letter lasting so long in a goddamn forest? No idea. Like, like what? <laughs> like, what? Like, when did this child write this letter? The because next day? Because it's Celebi's shrine, so he dropped it's... it off day one and then teleported through time to then. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's a, that's a theory for that's, I just that's, had that's the... not true because it, no. it does look aged. <laughs> It does. I just imagine, like, Hori's just leaving this letter. This Salaby rocks up back to its house. It's like, what the heck is this? Who, who is this Hori's? Who's Go? Go where? What a silly what? name. <laughs> but one of, the, one of the highlights for me, uh, what Pokemon does Hori's return with? He comes back with a Chikorita. Chikorita! He comes back with the 60s. I was, I was so happy about that. Um, and then, obviously, they, they have the conversation. They make up, and Hori's explains, I was just really ill. I was just ill. I had a fever. Sad times. Yeah. Which, Which again, is... like being there. Yes. Where it's like, oh no, I wanted to meet up with someone and they promised they'd be here, but they didn't show up. And this is obviously before the days of like mobile phones. Like you kids who didn't grow up in the nineties will never understand the struggle of not knowing someone's home phone number and just being yes. stood up. And yeah. just being like, well, oh, I yeah. guess, I guess, I guess they just didn't like me. No, having to knock on and go, can somebody come out to play? And it's like, no, the bouncer's like, no, they're not coming out to play. And that's go, it. You, you go around to their house. Hi, can we, can we both come around here? Yeah, that's fine. All right. We need to run around to my house now and ask my mom if it's all right <laughs> yeah. for us to come around here. And then we'll come back here afterwards. The yeah. Choices. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's just, it's so easier nowadays, isn't it? Uh, 
And then um, the final thing we get to see yeah. is not just one Celebi, but two. And one of them, them is shiny. shiny. Mm. So confirm that they're like shiny, even though it's a mythical, there is more than one shiny. Mm-hmm. One more than one shiny, more than one mythical uh, Celebi. Um, so there's multiples of that because that that's always been a question that's nagged at me. Like, which Pokemon are there? Legendary mythical that there are only one of, and how many there are multiples of. So this confirms that Celebi isn't unique. There are multiple Celebi. Well, no, even Mewtwo, who like I would have considered to be a one of a kind because yeah. it was created, is yes. in the anime confirmed to have at least two. Is it? Yeah. Wait, what? Uh, the movie, so the Mewtwo that we know from the first movie and had the yes. follow up and has yes. showed up in the series a couple of times, uh, is a male or at least speaks with a male voice. Yeah. And yet there is a Mewtwo that fought Genesect in a movie. Uh, oh, it's the me- when it mega evolved. When it mega evolved, that wasn't the same Mewtwo. What? Okay. Oh, yeah, it wasn't the it. same oh, Mewtwo. The huge can of worms that is. Oh, I want to know more now. So, yes, very interesting. So, no, there are multiple legendary Pokemon. There are multiple mythical Pokemon. They do breed, just not in captivity. And uh, we've seen babies. We've seen, like, a baby Lugia, I think, mm, in the anime and stuff yes. like that. Yeah. Let's be honest with you. The reason the legendaries don't breed in the games is because they've got, typically, usually, a pervy old couple that are just looking outside the window going, go on, do it. I want to see an egg be laid for once. Mm, go on. <laughs> it's just freaky old men doing that. Um, right, on that note, should we move on to the next episode? Trade, borrow, and steal. As quick as possible, please. Okay. <laughs> yeah, from that segue. Uh, so, train is a trading Pokemon. And I'll tell you where I expected this to go. I expected it to be similar to Ash's journey back in the day on, was it the SSN? When the he butterfly traded- and the Raticate. Yes. Butterf- yes. Butterfree, not Butterfree. Butterfree. I expected it to go there, and I'm surprised but glad that it didn't. It goes down a very different route, uh, including this. Is it Cricketina Kylie? Yeah, she, uh, she looks like a, a she looks like a cricketoon for some reason. Did you did you meet people like this at Worlds? Can you confirm? Uh, no. We saw okay. we saw B. We saw Leon. We saw a bunch of people dressed up as gym trainers. Uh, a couple of Cynthia. But no, nobody dressed up as Pokemon. Oh no, that's oh, a lie. Okay. There was one Mimikyu. Oh, was there? Oh, that mm, would that be? I don't know if that'd be freaky or not. To be quite honest with you, full size Mimikyu. Yeah, no, it was uh, interesting. We'll leave it at that. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So Ash just challenges it straight off the ashes and just not messing around. Challenge it. It's one v one Pikachu versus Heracross. Yeah, love and... to see Heracross. Great Pokemon, despite what Ben thinks. What? What? Wait, what have I said about Heracross? You didn't oh. initially think it was a good Pokemon, and then and then it bodied you, and you were like, oh, oh no, you bodied oh, yeah. somebody. Was it Tommy? I can't, re- I can't remember to be. Co- yeah, it was. It was in one of the cage locks, wasn't it? It was in the mm-hmm. um, uh, Heart Gold Souls. The Souls and you're like Silver. everybody's screaming at me, telling me Heracross is like a really good Pokemon, and I've never because, used it <laughs> because I've always thought it was just pure bug, and it's not. It's bug fighting, isn't uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Yes, that that night, yeah, it's coming back to me, especially in the later games where it learns like Mega Horn and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so this 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 episode showcases like why people love Heracross because Ash is on the the back foot, and the only reason he he, he wins isn't because of power; it's through a combination of of attacks, Electro Web and Iron Tail, to knock it out. Uh, so Ash showing, you know, he's 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 more than just what's the word I'm looking for. He's got he's got 
brains. Yeah, there is strategy there. He does know when to retreat and he does know how to play off, like even Mm -hmm. when his back's up against the wall and he's on the back foot kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. And Ash is now rank 890, but that's not the the, the core story in this this episode, is it? No, Cricketina wants a pincer and is looking to trade with Go for his pincer because Go is apparently the bug king of... Kanto, which is Apparently so. <laughs> a horrific name and would never <laughs> like to be associated with that. But um, he, and you know what? I'm very glad that he did it early of just going, actually, I don't want to trade my pincer yes, away. Yes, agreed. Because we yes. didn't have to have the repeat of that episode yep. from so long ago. If you trade it and then you're sad that you trade it and you trade it back. Yes, um, exactly. Which again is where I thought it was going to go as well. But yeah, yeah. no, he's like, look, it's my pincer. I like my pincer. Uh, I'm not going to trade it away. What we can do as we're in Kanto is go catch you a pincer. Would you like that? That was so nice of them. It shows just how caring they are. And I know we've we've seen how caring these two characters can be, but it's good just to really reiterate that, I think. Yeah, they are sweet kids. God bless them. They definitely are. And um, they they create laws to, to lure bug Pokemon. Um, and one of the things I did love is where they're putting out the laws and there's like a, a, like a single frame where they just catch Pincer and Heracross just eating it. Mm-hmm. Like they're not even putting it out. They are just eating it. And I, I absolutely loved it. Um, but one thing that they do manage to lure is Jesse and James. Yeah, they who, catch Team Rocket with their yes. uh, sweet and snacks. They're not looking in a good way, are they? No, apparently more Pico has been <laughs> raiding their hideout and eating <laughs> all of their food. It's just I'm I'm glad they brought this more Pico back because um the one of the previous episodes they got booted away and then I was like oh, okay I thought this was going to be their Pokemon but this kind of reaffirms that it's just not left them alone it is just causing mischief for them it's preventing them from eating to the point where they've had to leave the hideout to try and catch food. And yeah. it's just they they look in such a bad way. They do look just, famished. It's just brilliant. And um obviously it turns into into a double battle, which I don't really re- remember other than Meowth takes an absolute beating because the Pokemon they originally am I remember this correctly, the Pokemon they originally Team Rocket originally summoned just end up eating the the the, the sweet snacks yes. yeah because they yes. pull out two bug types i think it's a yeah, scolipede and that's a drapion and the, yeah they're right, just yeah. more interested in the food <laughs> the food so meowth has to step in and meowth just takes an absolute beating straight up just gets body <laughs> poor meowth it's, it's not a fighter at all but what we do get to see is a little bit of love blossoming don't we yeah Luckily, the- so it goes pincer. I think I remember <laughs> telling you this a couple of weeks ago. You were like, oh, go call it pincer. I don't think that's really going to come back. I was like, just you wait. Yeah. Just, just you, you wait. wait. <laughs> the thing that I loved is just how, how anime the Heracross voice was. Like, it was all deep voice. <laughs> yeah, just brilliant. <laughs> just like, oh, this is the, the comedy and the animation has been on point this season. I'm glad this is the season that I came back to watch Pokemon anime. It's just been fantastic. It's been very <laughs> good. So, yes, goes bashful pincer, falls in love with Heracross, and then they help go helps Cricketina catch another mm-hmm. pincer. Uh, and Cricketina is still happy enough. Go was just going to give her to pincer, but no, she's like, look. I will trade my Heracross to you. I have many more Heracross. Fear not. And let's face facts. 
We can't separate these two now. They are yep. so cute together. So we will do this trade. I've got my mm -hmm. pincer. You've got your hair cross. And everybody lives happily ever after. Very, yeah. very sweet little episode. It's a very nice episode. Um, and the next one, we'll come back to you next week. I do. Oh, <laughs> look so at <laughs> uh, What do you fancy doing now, Connor? I fancy playing a game and seeing if oh. you can beat my score of two. Two, two is the record two so is, far. Two is your record. Perfect. In front of me, uh, well, no, in front of Connor, he has three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each, and I have to try and spot the fake entry. So, Connor, take us away. So, starting off, we've got Venusaur. Ooh. Dex entry number one. It is able to convert sunlight into energy. As a result, it is more powerful in the summertime. Number okay. two. The flower on its back catches the sun's rays. The sunlight is then absorbed and used for energy. Okay. And then number three. When threatened, it releases a pungent smell from the flower on its back. The scent deters those engaged in battle. Oh, okay. There's a lot of, I think, facts between all of them. I think there's elements in all of them that are correct. In terms of the fake Pokedex, I want to say it's either one or three. I know that it does release something from its back, but I don't recall ever seeing a Pokedex entry way where it talks about the Pokemon in battle. So I'm going to go for number three. Okay, number three. Yes is indeed the fake entry. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there is a Pokedex entry that talks about it releasing a smell from its back that affects yes. those it's in battle with. Right. But it says that it's a very sweet aroma. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, Venusaur releases Whoa. a very nice aroma from its back. Oh, okay. Okay, I didn't I didn't know that. I knew it released something, but I I thought it was like a, a bad Well, it's smell. a poison type, right? So you'd yeah, think it'd be yeah. nasty, but no, apparently it's a very sweet-smelling aroma, and uh, oh, okay. it's quite pleasant and calms the emotions of the Pokemon it's in battle with. Nice. Okay, so perfect. Go. Right. Perfect Our second starts. Pokemon, <laughs> Blastoise. Oh. So number one, the cannons on its back can shoot jets of water with enough force to cut through large boulders. Number two, mm. it deliberately makes itself heavy so it can withstand the recoil of the water jets it fires. Number three, once it takes aim at its enemy, it blasts out water with even more force than a fire hose. I'm going to say number two. Okay, it is actually number one. Oh, okay, that was the one I was... I was confident on i know i swear i've read somewhere they can cut through something is it, it cuts steel? through steel that's it right okay okay no there is no comment on large boulders at all unfortunately oh, okay okay do you know what the third pokemon's gonna be are you doing what i did the other week where i say charizard it's not it's like a weedle or something would i do that to you maybe you <laughs> don't know who, who do you think it's gonna be <laughs> it's not charizard it's not charizard there is it it's gastrodon <laughs> I knew that all. Now there is a theme. Blastoise one. Yes. Venusaur one. Gastrodon yep. one. There okay. is a, there okay. a theme. So, okay. Gastrodon. These are some of the best Pokedex entries I've ever read, by the way. Go back and read okay. Gastrodon's Pokedex entries. They're insane. Okay. Uh, it has a pliable body without any bones. If any part of its body is torn off, it grows right back. Number two. A relative of Shelter and Cloister, this ocean dweller sometimes comes onto land in search of food. Number three, 
It feeds upon plankton whilst in the sea, which is where it derives its color. The different plankton available result in altering pigmentation. Oh my, what? Um, okay, I, I haven't got it. This is basically just, I want to say flip of a coin. It's not flip of a coin because it's only two sides, but you know what I mean. I'm just, I'm just going to pick a random number between one and three, and I hope I get it right. Um, I'm uh, number one. No, it does no. indeed have zero bones in its body. <laughs> It can apparently grow body parts back if they're torn off. <laughs> oh, wow. It is okay. also apparently related to Shelter and Cloister, no. and in ancient times used to be covered in a hard shell. But it what? does not, in fact, derive its color from the plankton it eats. So number wow. three was the fake one. So you got one wow, out of the done. three this week. I'll take I'll take one out one out of three. Uh, as long as I don't get zero, I'm okay with it. Um, but wow, that last one was fantastic. Oh, Gastron's got some wow. really really good Pokedex entries. Like I I was very tempted to include three real Pokedex entries because all of them sounded fake. I mean, all of those. It, it, each of them, I was like, there's th- any of these could be fake. The, mm-hmm. the, I'm I'm gonna go away and have a look at it. At, it's it's Pokedex entries just to I'm really curious now. I'm really curious. So um well well done. Well done, Connie. You you bested me. Um uh but next week I'll be taking this back. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get you back down to zero. I see how it is. <laughs> but for now, I'm on top. <laughs> you are. You are. Um shall we move on to um letters and comments? Let's do it. Okay, so we got one this week from somebody who I think has been binging our podcast. So thank you, um, Taylor. And I'm I'm sorry if I butcher your surname or name that's on YouTube. Uh, Taylor Meglio, I think, um, who was asked, uh, "What is your favorite kind of video to collab on?" That's a very interesting comment. That's not really to do with Pokemon, but more to do with us. I like it. I, I like um, it as well. Do you have an answer for this? Um. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I so one of the, I started YouTube a long time ago. It was about four years ago, and I only started doing collabs maybe two years into it. I think my first collab was probably twenty twenty, very early twenty twenty, and um, for me, it's it's just the race format, like okay. just going from start to finish. Whoever manages to beat the champion first wins i because i and the reason i like that those type of formats is a because i'm quite good at it because i play very aggressively in terms of okay i don't need a full team of six i just need to go out into the wild i need to find two maybe three pokemon that have enough diversity and move sets and not shared weaknesses so i can just rush ahead to the end and it tends to play out quite well for me but also um, when I've been playing with um, British Eagle, we when we do a race format, you don't you don't typically share each other's screens, which means there's a lot of mind games going on, and I just love that kind of chaos. And I understand that's not for everybody. I understand some people like you know be able to see what their opponent's doing. I, for in that kind of format, I prefer not to. I love the mind games. I know it's not for everybody, but yeah, thinking back to some of those first couple of collabs that I did with British Eagle were fantastic. And I'm thinking when we did Pokemon Crystal, first one to beat Red won, and ultimately the only reason I lost that by 20 seconds 
was because I forgot to go back to Professor Oak who unlocks Mount Silver for you as a result of mind games. And it was just fantastic. What about yourself? So I'm not going to lie, and it may sound like a cop-out answer, but it's actually like this podcast or, you know, the uh, Pokemon quiz that we did before. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. Just because I don't have to do as much preparation for it. I don't have to. So, for instance, I've done like collabs and theory videos now where it's writing lots of scripts, getting people together, doing mm -hmm. lots of recording, mm -hmm. sending stuff backwards and forwards. It's a lot of work. A lot, lot of yes. reward for it, but it's a lot of mm -hmm. work. Um, and when you do gaming collabs, it's weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of work. Whereas these kind of things, you show up, you have a chat about Pokemon. Yeah. And then that's it. And that's it. it just it's, it's just so so enjoyable for me to just have an open conversation um about this franchise that I love. That yeah, this this really is my favorite kind of collab to do. It's just so I wanna say easy. It like easy is one of those words I think some people like think it's a negative, but it in this case it's a real positive that, you know. Each week, we only really need to come up with a couple of Pokedex entries, watch a couple of episodes, figure out a topic, and we don't pour, typically, a load of research into the topics because we're so well-versed in Pokemon that we can just discuss things and we, we pretty much know what we're talking about, or at least we can pull on some kind of experience. And this podcast, I'd been wanting to do a podcast for a long time before I reached out to, to Connie. And I did think, how am I going to fit this in with everything else? And you know what? From start to finish, the whole process, I don't know about you, probably takes, I don't know, four hours. And that includes, you know, recording, uploading, um, pulling together a, a bit of a loose script, watching the, watching the episodes. I know it probably takes a bit more work for you because obviously you do the video, the thumbnail, and the upload. Yeah, to, the, to the editing does take quite a bit longer, but I'm getting better at it, and I'm getting yeah. quicker, and I've got most of my, like, um, audio yeah. uh, presets all arranged now. So, like, last week... <laughs> ugh, I just dropped a bottle. I'll try and cut that out. Ah! <laughs> um, last week, I did this the day I was leaving to go to Tommy's to wow. stay over there. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll wake up early in the morning, and it took me, like, two hours and that's nice, the quickest okay. i've ever edited these wow, so wow, it's wow. it's getting better and better and it's getting simpler yeah. and simpler and again i i look forward to it every week good that's all that's always good to good to hear i do i do love that and i love the format that we've gotten into and the fact that it, we haven't just looked at what other podcasts are out there and gone oh we'll do what they're doing it feels like it's our yeah podcast and i i absolutely love it um, if you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube or by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com. Um, Connor, what have you got coming up, you know, in the next couple of weeks there? Soon. Soon, soon is the answer. Soon. Um, soon. We are going to put together some kind of my experience at Worlds video. Uh, mm. That's going to take a little while because editing and... Yeah, it's it's just it's just going to take a while. I've got a couple of theories that I'm going to work on, okay. one of which we half touched on today, but I haven't got any of that written out yet, so I don't want to say something that's not necessarily true or I might change my mind, but watch this space. Okay, looking forward to it. As for me, um literally yesterday, 
um, as of recording this, I recorded episode one of my latest series with British Eagle, funnily enough. Uh, we're doing an X and Y 3v3 cage lock, uh, which uh, has gotten off to an absolute start. I'm not going to spoil the starter, but uh, it's probably one of the most broken starters you can get. 3v3? Yes. So it's a team battle. So instead of both of you send out one Pokemon, you have a team of three that you go into a cage match with. So you rotate them in and out. So it's not like not like hours where all three Pokemon are on screen at once. You rotate in and out of them depending on, you know, if your opponent sends out a fire type, you might go, oh, okay, my grass type, I need to swap that out to a water type. Um, and the only reason we did it is because I just got a bit sick and tired of 1v1 cage matches where Wait, you both so, send out. so one. it's not... It's, you've not got six creators involved. No, 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 right. no, no. Okay. There's just the two. Sorry. Just the two of us. But I'm not going to lie, the whole 3v3 thing on the thumbnail is a bit intentional because hopefully then it might get picked up by other people going, ooh, what's this? There's multiple people. Oh, okay, it's not multiple people. There's two, but oh, okay, the chemistry is quite good and, you know, the overlay is quite good. Uh, so there is a, there was a little bit of that when I came up with the, the logo and the name. I was like, okay, maybe I can capitalize on the youtube algorithm in some way um but recorded episode one recording more tomorrow so that's been an absolute blast um and my um you know 15 minutes to beat the elite four well build a team to beat the elite four episode one is on my channel i just need to publish it but i'm waiting so i've got all three i've recorded episode two uh which i need to edit so i'm working on that at the moment so i want to release all like three of them at once just to kind of see if that you know helps maybe one of them pop off or you know bring new people to the channel so that, so i've got a lot going on um but it's good now that the wedding's kind of out the way of because it frees up a bit more of my time to do this i'm looking forward to it. yeah good on you mate and that's the show for this week if you've gotten this far you're just a top dollar aren't you connor where can we find you you can find me on my youtube channel at captain fidget or on twitter at cap fidget Perfect. And I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Owen on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. As for the Golden Rod Podcast, you can find us on the usual platforms. Search for Golden Rod Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya. <laughs> I was wondering if it was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.